welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And I'm also sick, so I'm sorry. A little nasally, it's fine, we'll get through it. I know that my grating voice might be a little bit worse this podcast, but please bear with me. <laughs> because at the end of this podcast, we are going to play the full song of CL's Hello Bitches. Because guess what? This podcast is all about... Rachel? You, the listener. Female rappers. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we just went over Brett. Yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> it's about female rappers. Female rappers. Why can't we play the whole song? Because she gave it away for free on SoundCloud. Oh, cool. Yes, you can find her new song on SoundCloud. Just search CL Hello Bitches. It's worth it. You should do it. It's so much better than Dr. Pepper. Which we'll talk about in just a second. We will talk about that piece of shit. <laughs> okay, first off, we just want to say we are aware that Psy has released a new music video. Okay, you are hearing this podcast a few days before, well, we're recording this podcast a few days before you're going to hear it. We're aware that he released a new music video. We did not have enough time to prep to talk about it. It will definitely be on the next podcast, so do not worry about that. Yes, we'll talk about it. We might even talk about more than one of his music videos. Who knows? We don't, because we do everything last minute. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Okay, so this episode is dedicated to female rappers, and we are going to be talking about three female rappers. Who are they, Rachel? They are the grand, luxurious CL, Cheetah, and Jessie. Yes. Now, you may have heard of CL, because kind of everyone has, because 21 is a giant success. Yes. But... Cheetah and Jesse are two other rappers we think you guys should know. Yes, they were both on a show called um, Unpretty Rap Stars in South Korea. We did not watch that show. I Wikipedia to find that out, but we will talk about that later and how that connects them to the uh, current K-pop industry. Yes, but we're going to start off with everyone's golden gal, CL, or her, her real name is Chilin Lee, so CL. She's uh, born in Seoul, but she spent a lot of time growing up in France and in Tokyo. France. I really thought she was one of the transplants from, like, California because her English is perfect. Yeah, I thought so too, but, um... She must have worked... You go, CL. Yeah, she must have worked really hard with a language coach. Yep. Because I, I honestly thought she was, like, Amber from FX. Yeah, I thought so too. But I, I guess she's somewhat French. <laughs> Who would have known? I wonder if she can speak any French. Probably a little. Probably. Oh, that'd be so cool. That would be cool to see her speak or hear her speak French. Yeah. Uh, she debuted in 2009 with 21, their hit Fire. Um, that kind of was a success right off the bat, and then they just came out with hit after hit. Yeah. But recently she came solo uh, with her first solo debut, which was The Baddest Female, which, nah, nah, no ginchy bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my bad girls at? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did but bad meaning good, you know. <laughs> so, I did the dumb dance, too. Yep, she did. <laughs> so, that was her first song. And then, recently, she came out with Dr. Pepper, which was a collaboration with Diplo and uh, Riff Raff. 
And we hate that song. That song's a piece of shit. It sounds like crap. It was so sad, I wanted to cry. It was completely in English. We were ready. We were ready for the CL invasion into the American music market. And it fucking blew. The beat was awful. The lyrics were kind of meh. And it just seemed like a weird vanity project for Diplo. Yeah, and I, I just have to say that CL was still fantastic. As fantastic as she could be in that video, it was not her. It was, it was everybody else in the yeah, music video. Yeah, it was polishing a piece of crap. It was she so She tried really bad. hard, but God, she was just pulled pulled so far down. And I was like, oh no, I really hope her next song that's going to come off, because she's promoting her new EP, uh, which is going to come out, they haven't set a date, but it's going to come out soon. It's called Lifted. Um, and that's her first solo EP. But we were really hoping that the next song that came out would undo everything wrong with Dr. Pepper. Because really, in this business, you're as good as your last song. Yep. And um, thankfully, Hello Bitches it definitely does that. Um, I don't know. As a whole, I was very impressed by this. And I know that you were, too. Yeah, I do like Hello Bitches. She actually writes and co-composes songs now. In the past couple years, she did Crush, If I Were You, Baby, I Miss You. And then she wrote the lyrics for um, MTBD, which is Mental Breakdown, and Scream. And that's all 21 stuff. I'm glad that she's getting more involved in the process and she gets more of a say. Because when you when you get your hand, you know, into songwriting and producing, you get to be more than just a puppet that the label, you know, sticks their hand up and it's like... Do my bidding. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, clearly from the songs that she's uh, co-composed and wrote lyrics for, she knows what she's doing and the stuff that she writes definitely sells. So I don't see why she wouldn't be able to do that in the future. Yeah. So Hello Bitches, it was a dance music video. I don't know if another music video is going to be released, but it was just a dance video. <laughs> Which was okay. I was kind of hoping for a plot, but it was okay. Yeah, it was fine. We just really liked the song. We were just glad it wasn't Dr. Pepper. Yeah, that was such a shit show. Originally, it was going to be called Asian Bitches. It was actually co-written by M.I.A. and she's uh, Sri Lankan. So they are both Asian, but they decided on a more broad appeal. So they just called it Hello Bitches. It right. introduces her posse. Mm-hmm. And I, the, her posse definitely was kind of crafted for that international appeal that I know MIA and her were trying to strive to yeah, do with, this, with the song title Hello Bitches instead of Asian Bitches, going back to that. And her posse, like in the beginning of the music video, they, like their names or whatever, their, whatever this music video is calling them, they get like, you know, names like hot yeah. chocolate and iced tea and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and like, that never happens. I haven't seen no. that happen before. No, they, it introduces her posse, they all get names, and then they dance really aggressively. Really aggressive dancing. And I was trying to remember the stylistic name for that. It's not crumping. It's, But it's definitely like a stylistic choice of, chore- of choreography to have somebody aggressively dance like that. Yeah, they were mean mugging a lot of the time. I, they were wearing this really dark shade of blue lipstick, which I thought looked really ugly. <laughs> but, yeah, but it kind of went with like the tough yeah, there appeal was, that they were going for. Yeah, a lot of the moves looked like boxing almost. Yeah. Um, CL had gray hair, which is really in right now. Yeah. Gray they, hair. I think, all like, the blue lipstick, the outfits, the dancing, all kind of reinforced um, what we talked about when we were watching this, but basically, like, that they don't 
care if they're pretty. Yeah. Like, that is not the goal of the music video. Their goal is to look tough and intimidating, um, like a girl gang, <laughs> if yeah, you will. Yeah, basically, they were trying to be like a girl gang. Yeah. Um, they're all wearing this leotard kind of thing and like a leather jacket with a tiger on the back that's like CL's Aussie, which yeah. I thought all looked really ugly, but I guess they weren't going for pretty, so. They were definitely not going for pretty. And actually, the stylistic choices a lot of the times reminded me of early Missy Elliott music videos. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like when she's wearing the trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone's hair was mostly in like braids and big ass braids too. Mm -hmm. um, but there was... Despite there being a lot of braids, there was a lot of hair flipping. Yeah, I mean, much easier to get your hair back into place if it's already in a braid and you're flipping it, you know? Yeah. Um, all, t all together, it was a great music video because there was no Diplo or yes. Rip Rap or Dubstep the entire video. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye, bitches. Like... <laughs> Hello, bitches. No, no, bye, bitches. <laughs> Rip Rap is the fucking bitch, okay? <laughs> She did not need these two dudes dragging her down. Oh my god, it was so painful to watch. Clearly she was the most talented one, and it was just, like, so awkward. It was like trying to perform with two weights chained to your legs. Yep. Just, I'm so glad she shed that. Yeah, and, okay, so the final thing to note about this video is that um, I noticed, and Emily noticed too, that during the video, like, there were points in the song where you would think the, the camera should be focused on CL, but it wasn't. It was focused on a member of the posse that she had, um, even yeah. though they weren't singing, actually, or rapping, actually. I wouldn't even call them backup dancers. They're more, like, hype people, yeah. because they weren't in the back. I mean, sometimes they were, but mostly it was, like, a group thing. Yeah. Um, like, a unit. It didn't. It didn't feel entirely like... This is CL, hello bitches. It's like CL and her posse. Yeah. Um, and again, we think that has something to do with her wanting to have more of an international appeal by actually showing faces other than hers in the music video. Yeah, they had um, black chicks, white chicks, uh, another Asian girl, uh, just a lot of different people. They all kind of had the same body type, but... Yeah, that's that's to be expected, to be honest. <laughs> They weren't super, super tiny. Oh, no, no, no. They were all definitely, like, dancers. dancers dancer yeah. builds. These were all professional dancers. Oh, yeah, definitely. They all danced amazingly, too. That yeah. Like, incredible talent. That No wonder they were, like, hand-picked for this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when she's performing live, these dancers do it with her. Like, she has taken them with her to do live performances. So, the chorus of this song is not going to sound that great when I say it and not sing it or rap it, but this is what the English translation according to Google was. My hips are pang, 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 very tight. <laughs> Boys ask time, time, time. My lips are yum, 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 so tasty. When I get on the stage, cha-cha-cha, great. Run, run, bang, 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 like I'm flying. Disco, pang, pang, pang. Hello, bitches. It, it flows much better when she says it, but yeah. Yeah. It's more like, my hips are nom, nom, nom. Hello, bitches. Yeah. It's very catchy. If you have not listened to the song, at least, you should definitely listen to it. It's good. It's going to be at the end of the podcast. But, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stay tuned, y'all. <laughs> If you just keep listening, we'll do it for you. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so that's it for CL. Unless you have anything else to add. Uh, when her album comes out, buy it. Yep, we love you, CL. We love you, Annie. We love you, Annie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the next rapper we're going to talk about is uh, Cheetah, whose name is uh, Kim Moon Young. She rose to popularity after winning the show that we talked about earlier, which is Unpretty Rap Star, which is basically a female rapper competition show in South Korea. The runner-up for that uh, season that Cheetah won um, was actually Jessie, and she's the rapper we're going to talk about next. Cheetah was formerly an underground rapper um, after she dropped out of high school. We don't know what age she dropped out of high school, but she right now is probably in her early 20s. I think it's funny that she just doesn't have an age. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I really did try to find her age, but I just couldn't find it, any information on that. So Um, her song that she just came out with, um, I think a few months ago, is called um, My Number. So yeah, let's talk about the music video. So it's doesn't really have a plot. It's a typical these are the different sets. The camera zooms in and out as you rap kind of deal. But there was a lot. And I mean a A lot lot of product placement for a makeup line, especially Mm -hmm. a lipstick. She keeps putting the lipstick tube in her mouth. Throughout the whole music video, so hopefully they sold that lipstick. Yeah. Yeah. In general, all the dancers uh, that I saw, including um, Cheetah, had heavy amounts of, like, bright... Um, makeup, kind of like in a loud uh, style. Cleopatra wigs. Yeah. As, a, as like a whole, the music video, like I said before, um, really reminds me of early FX, like uh, New ABO, um, that kind of a style, except um, more revealing than that, because yeah, there was lots were, of lingerie. Yeah, the dancers were wearing lingerie. And at one point, she's in, like, a yellow box that makes her look like she's on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... G-Dragon style, rapping on the toilet. She should have just went for it. <laughs> I'm for it. I would have respected her. Yeah. Um, apparently there was also an Iron Throne made out of iPhones that she was sitting on. I think and keyboards, too. And keyboards. It was pretty obvious that it was supposed to be, like, the Iron Throne. And I was like, is Apple kind of sponsoring this? (laughs) The throne of technology. (laughs) Is it, like, the freaking, uh, SM Entertainment and Star Wars? Yeah. It's just like, what? I don't understand. I don't know if y'all know this, but there's an XL music video called Lightsaber that doesn't really have to do anything. Anything with Star Wars, but Star Wars paid for it. It was such a huge letdown. We were, like, really excited to see what they would have done, and it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're interested, you could go look look at that. Um, but anyways. Yeah. Back to Cheetah. Um, the, the whole music video, they focused heavily on the, the choreography and the dance, um, which I always like, but there wasn't really, like, a plot to go along with it. It was more yeah. just like, look at how badass I am. Yeah, there was a lot of flames, a lot of pyrotechnics. Yes. Her backup dancers at one point have American flag shorty shorts, uh, and that that kind of made me giggle a little bit, because their hair looked like Harley Quinn, because it was, like, half blue, half red. Yeah. 
in pigtails too. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's like a stylistic choice. Are they sponsored by freaking DC too because of the upcoming <laughs> Suicide Squad? This, this whole music video had a ton of product placement. I just wonder who actually sponsored it. Yep. It's like, how many people actually sponsored this video? Um, the whole, like, sound of the song was kind of jazzy. It sounded like a Jason Derulo song. Yeah. Definitely very catchy. Um, but what we did notice when we were looking through the lyrics and when we were watching music videos that there's no chorus? She just raps the whole time. Yeah. Which we have conflicting opinions on. I think, hey, if you're a rapper, do all your verses. You don't really need a chorus. And I think it's hard for a song to be catchy if there is no repetition. Yeah. Um, there's like a one line of repetition and it's like, blah, 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 my number. But that's the only thing that repeats. But uh, as a from a pop music standpoint, I think it's better to have repetition. I realize that there are some times where there's too much repetition, like in the next song we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I also think that maybe just rapping the whole time wouldn't appeal to all audiences. Yeah. So here's just a verse, uh, maybe a verse and a half, that we pulled from a site that supposedly is the correct English translation. If it's not, we're sorry. All the numbers except my ID went up. Followers, savings, didn't know about the missed calls. But you know what that means. I won't be calling back. Don't push me. Drunk ex-boyfriends calling me with regret. Just somebody's I can't even remember. Confusing my service with connection. Posting for boasting, trying to hook up somehow. So she's just tired of people blowing up her phone. Yep, and uh, basically, like, the gist of it is, like, in the first half of the song, she says, like, if you have a bad attitude, if you're my ex-boyfriend, stop calling me, I won't give you my number. And then the second half is, if you have a nice attitude, blah, 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 I'll give you my number. Do you think this is, like, a response to her becoming famous after winning, that all these ex-boyfriends are now trying to call her because she's famous? Oh, yeah, I definitely think that has something to do with it. Um, if you, if you think about it, like, what, who drops out of high school in South Korea? It's Not very, very many people. It's a small amount of people. Um, so she dropped out of high school and then she became an underground rapper, which I imagine is a pretty tough it's, place to be in. It's so hard, but for a woman to be an underground rapper in South Korea, that must be excruciating. Yeah, and... I mean, we know that Psy was an underground rapper for a really long time, and he made his break in, like, his 40s. Yeah. Like, it is amazing that she has made her breakout at this point in her life, in her 20s. Although um, she caught a break with Unpretty Rap Star. Right, so. Yeah. Good thing it worked show. out for her, and she's not just a college, uh, high school dropout. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, the next music video we saw was Jessie's, uh, how do you say it? Oh, uh, Sena, uh, Senani. Senani. Which basically means, like, a uh, fierce, uh, Ani or older sister. So, Jessie's actual name is, uh, Ho Hyunju, born in New York, but she's, uh, lived most of her life in New Jersey until she was 14. Um, and then she moved to South Korea, and she's currently 26 years old, which so, is old for K-pop. <laughs> ancient. Ancient. She's, no, I, okay, the other day, sorry, tangent, I was like, wait, how old is Boa again? And I was like, oh, she's like in her 30s. And I look up, she's like 27. 
No way. She's like 27. I'm not saying she looks old, but she's been in the game so long. I know. I guess when you've been in the game since 15. Yeah, I mean, 26 is ancient, really, in K-pop. I guess she just has an aura of all-knowingness. She really does. (laughs) But anyways. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Senani um, is an interesting music video. Uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting. So immediately, like, we were watching this, Emily was like, she has so much bronzer on, it makes her look old. And I was like, well, she is from New Jersey. And you were like, that explains everything. If a K-pop idol or rapper or whoever in the popular music business of Korea could emulate Jersey, it would definitely be her. <laughs> I've never seen a more Jersey Korean performer. That being said, I really enjoyed this music video. I don't think Emily did. Uh, I thought it was kind of bad, but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Not like Lightsaber. That was... <laughs> in, yeah, we're just not even going to go into that. Um, her style is like very in your face. Uh, you said she reminded you of Nicki Minaj. The way she raps definitely, I feel like, has been influenced by Nicki Minaj. She'll be like, it, it's the certain cadence where you're rapping kind of fast, and then you get like, uh, nah, 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 uh, like that. Like, like you're getting ready to punch, and you're getting up, you're hyping up, and then you punch, and you're like, yeah! Ah! <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I... Yeah, I, no, I, I, know, <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. I hope they know what you're talking about. It's it's like... She, best, she has that, like, ah, to her voice when she raps. <laughs> the best case, uh, listen to Nicki Minaj's verse in Monster. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, she definitely has, like, it. it is not a cutesy rap. It is... It doesn't seem like her voice either. Like, she's definitely putting on a persona to do this rap. Yeah. To do this rapping. I did like the boxing ring imagery that they kept going back to. She, like, yeah. beats up a guy, which you do not see. I don't think I've seen anybody do that in a music video before. I don't think I've seen CL do that ever. Yeah. Like, that is rare, because I can see how that would turn a lot of people off. She definitely has a heavy Western influence in the way that well, she dresses. Well, she's from New Jersey. <laughs> I, it, yes, in the way that she dresses. But, yeah. like, she is not rapping in English. She's rapping in... Korean. Yeah. So her audience is still South Korea, but she has a very Western influence for somebody who's trying to market themselves to South Korea. And I'm sure international audience too, but yeah. she is rapping in Korean at the end of the at the end of the day. There's constant zooming. I hate that in music videos. I yeah. Constant zooming on her face. Um, she has a girl posse throughout the video, but unlike CL, they're not trying to showcase them at all. Yeah. Uh, they don't give them names. They don't really focus on them that much. It's, the music video is all about her. And like we were talking about before, the lyrics for this music video are very repetitive. So it gets stuck in your head immediately um, because the they say the chorus probably like six or seven times yeah. in the song. And the chorus goes, whatever I wear. Even if I swear, no matter what people say about me, then still look at me like, ah, so pretty, ah, ah, so pretty, ah, so pretty, ah, so pretty. When they see me, they go, ah, so pretty, ah, 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 so pretty. Even when I see me, I go. And then it says, ah, so, so pretty, ah, 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 so pretty. Ah, so pretty, ah, ah, yeah. Yeah, so in the, in the song, when they go like, 
Ipada, I, I, Ipada. That's what they're talking about. It's ah, pretty, ah, ah, so pretty. That part gets stuck in your head a lot because that got yeah. stuck in my head for sure when I first watched this music video. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Let's see. How would you rate CL on a scale from one to ten? This music video, or the song, or both of them as a unit together as a unit. Uh, as a unit, I'd say a seven. And that's only because the music video isn't that interesting. Yep, I would have to agree. <laughs> yeah. For the Cheetah song, I thought the song was really good, but the music video was kind of meh. I'd give that one a five and a half. Why are we thinking of the same scores? You're what? like, you're in my brain! <laughs> Could it be the fact that we live together and spend a lot of time together? Probably. We're one person, if you didn't know. We just, uh, it's one person changing their voice. <laughs> like um, a ventriloquist? Yes. <laughs> Um, I also think five for the Cheetah music video and the song. And I we're definitely going to have different scores for this. So yeah. what do you think about Jesse's uh, music video and song? Four. I would have to say a six. It's not the best that I've ever seen, but I am, like, addicted to that stupid song. It is, like, such an earworm for me. <laughs> it just makes me feel badass when I listen to it. And I'm just like, ah. I don't know. So does Hello Bitches, though, and Hello oh Bitches is a better song, so... It, it is a better song. And somehow I can tell that M.I.A. had a hand in it by the beat. Yeah, it's it sounds like something that she had it a hand like, in. It sounds like, um, like, I guess Bad Girls by M.I.A. Kind, kind of. of. It has a very slight, the way the... Is it like an accordion? I don't know what exactly it is, but it's like... Somehow, it just, I feel like they just connect. Yes, I think that is like a brilliant pairing. I didn't know that M.I.A. had a hand in that. I love the girl power, aggressiveness. CL should have been doing that all along. Fuck Diplo. I know. (laughs) Fuck Riff Raff. That that was such a bad choice. I'm sure she did not make that choice either. Or she thought it was a good plan and then it just backfired completely. But anyways. (sighs) Okay. Well, we hope you guys like that. Do you want more episodes like this where we completely focus on one topic? Do you want more interviews? Do you want us to try more food? What do you want? Let us know. We are always willing to eat things for you. <laughs> you know, we loudly been... on microphone. <laughs> We're kind of experts. We eat three times a day. Yeah, three times a day. Three whole meals. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Tumblr, Facebook. Uh, Soulmates Podcast. You can also send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can send us mail. Smoke signals. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you want. Share this with your friends. If you are a fan, please, 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 please review us on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more exposure we will get. The closer we get to being sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace! <laughs> Her screams echo through the inter- the internet. <laughs> Listen, Squarespace. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we will promote. We will do a whole damn podcast about Squarespace. We will slut it up just for you. We will. <laughs> I will put the Squarespace label over our faces. 
Oh, yeah. On the icon. Every single one. I will go back and edit. It's like The Mark by Mark Jacobs. In collaboration with Mark Jacobs. For yes. Mark Jacobs. Yep. Squarespace presents Squarespace's podcast. Why? <laughs> Soulmates. Presented by Squarespace. <laughs> we will do it all for you. Yes. Thank you for listening, guys. And enjoy CL's new song. Bye. See ya. special guest our friend Devin hi Devin hi where are you Devin I am currently in Tokyo Japan and what are you doing there I am a teacher actually I've been teaching in Japan for about two years now 
So my name is Devin, and I went to school with Rachel and Emily. We were both in the, well, we were all three in the anime club together, yes. and we all went to con together. Uh, so that is how we know each other. Um, and then I've kind of just bothered them ever since graduating. <laughs> oh, you didn't bother us. Okay, good. Notice how I'm silent. No kidding. <laughs> well, you know. I get packages from Devin's. So. Yeah, I know. I get I get nothing from Devin. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. You got that Sailor Mars thing. I know, and it's awesome. Yeah. Which I honestly thought was a pen, and then you sent me that picture, and it's a pointer. Yeah. And I was like, I was, I was, my mind was blown. I was like, wait, what? And I started extending it. I was like, I have to take pictures of this. This is awesome. It's also like a back scratcher. <laughs> Half pen, half pointer. <laughs> I ran out of halves. Half back scratcher. Japanese ingenuity. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I send Emily a lot of gifts from just weird things that I find around Tokyo. <laughs> and we're gonna come stay with you when we go over to Asia in March. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna sleep on her floor. Yep. <laughs> And then the three of us are all going to Seoul, South Korea, which we just booked our hotel, which is more like a hostel, but that's okay. We just booked it. It's cheap, y'all. It's okay. cheap. <laughs> uh, we booked it via Airbnb, so I suggest everyone check out that before doing anything else, because this thing was like $19 a night, so. Yeah, and I mean, even though we're sleeping in bunk beds, like, it looks really nice, it does and, not look gross at all. Yeah, and uh, if you check out the amenities, you can find places with washer dryers. So that means you can pack less clothes and um, <laughs> breakfast. So you can spend less money. Yes. As long as there's hot water, I'm happy. Me too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just the bit, the little things. The, it's a, I imagine this is going to be a little better than living in a dorm room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Can you talk to us a little bit more about what you do for a living and kind of give people an idea of uh, an everyday in your job? Sure. So right now I am an assistant language teacher at a junior high school. And I actually work for a company that then contracts me out to this school. So I got lucky and I only work at one school, but you could technically work at a different school every day. Yeah. Um, Chan works at three schools. Our friend Chan also works in Japan, but she lives all the way north. Yes. Yes. She is in Hokkaido. Yeah. And I think she works for three schools. That's yeah, that's not surprising at all. But I got lucky, and I've been with this school for about a year and a half now, and I really like it a lot. It's very nice and easygoing. What's, like, the first thing you do? Um, well, usually... Before I even get to work, I have to commute to work, which is a process all in itself. Uh, it takes a bus, a train, and then another bus to even get there. Oh, how uh, long does that take? It's like an hour at least. It's, and I know people make fun of like how they push people into the trains to fit during the rush hours. That's, that's not a joke. There's no joke there. That's a thing that happens. So, yeah, you get sardined in for about 15 minutes, and there's an elbow in your face, but, you know. What do you do on the commute? Uh, I usually listen to your podcast, <laughs> And it's kind of awkward, because I'll just burst out laughing in the middle of all these silent sardines. 
silent Sarge. That's going to be us soon. Well, you get to listen to yourself talk too, Devin, the next time. Super awkward. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, after that, um, I usually have about five classes a day. And I'm not the main teacher for these classes. I'm the assistant language teacher. So usually that entails me either running a game or just helping the kids out with, like, personal project essays or uh, doing native language, like, reading so they can hear it in a native language kind of speech. Uh, This is junior high school, so 12 to, like, 15-ish. So their level of English is probably pretty okay if they've been learning it since elementary school. It's okay. I would definitely say there's a vast difference between the first years and the third years. Okay. Okay. So this and, is like junior it, high school is not really a division we have here, or is it like middle school, but like older middle school? It is divided differently. Okay. Elementary school in Japan is first grade through sixth grade. Okay. And then junior high school is our seventh grade through ninth grade. Okay. And then high school is only three years. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yes. So the third years, which we call the ninth graders, are really 15 and actually kind of old. Yeah. <laughs> so they get, they get some attitude every once in a while. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I've also taught 15-year-olds, so, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you have some really good stories, Rachel. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... <laughs> I don't know if they'll make it on this podcast, but you'll definitely hear them. Yes. <laughs> You can whack them with your Sailor Mars pointer. (laughs) So how did you find your current job, and what was the application and interviewing process like? Well, when I came to Japan, I didn't come on this job, actually. I came through an Eikaiwa, which is like an English cram school that children will go to after they go to school. They'll come to this school, and that is how I actually got into Japan. And that process um, is kind of similar how you would go through the application for this other kind of working with public school system. And I just went, I applied through the online application, and I had to write an essay, which was kind of bullshit, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) They just wanted words. And then you have to go to the interview, which was a group interview, and then I got accepted. And they set me up with training, which they will do with every company that you fly, that you, like, sign up to go with from another country. They will train you for at least a week. You will have a week of training going in before they just kind of throw you onto the job. But the process itself was pretty easy um, because I applied for my job uh, with the public uh, junior high school while I was in Japan. Uh, I did it all through Skype. I didn't have to go anywhere, which was nice. And I had to send a video of a sample of me teaching elementary school and junior high school lessons. Um, So that was terrifying, honestly. But it worked out. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. I I would totally recommend it. Like, don't don't be afraid if it's something that you really want to do. It's something I've been thinking about forever, and I just kind of got over my fear and was like, suck it up and do it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally recommend just 
going for it because almost everyone will get accepted. I, yeah. 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 It's really surprising some of the people who actually have this job. <laughs> Woo, we are throwing some shade on this podcast right now, Devin. I mean, no offense to them, but I won't name names. <laughs> like, you know who you are. Yeah. You know, person not listening to this podcast. So I'm, I'm going to link you to this podcast program. <laughs> what uh, company are you working for? I know there's a couple. Uh, I am currently working Interact, okay. which I, yeah, and I didn't hear about them until I came to Japan. Actually, okay. so if you guys want to do some international teaching, just do some research because. If you don't get into one company, odds are you could probably get into another because there are multiple programs. Yeah, yes. it really seems that at UF anyways that it's like jet or bust, and I don't think that's how it is. It's not. Everyone wants to get into jet, and I don't understand why. Because uh, if, if you want to go to jet, they actually control your life a bit more. They have more say in like, what you can and cannot do. And then you're also going to get sent out into the boonies. So if you want to go to Tokyo or a big city, you need to go with a different company. Good advice. Yeah. So yeah. what should people do to prepare for teaching in Japan? Uh, get a degree. <laughs> That's really all you need. Step one. Speak English, get a degree. So an undergraduate college degree? Yes. In anything or preferably like language or English? Oh, they'll take anything. <laughs> My degree is in telecommunications. Huh. So. I guess as long as you can show how you can apply that to teaching. Yeah. It's like, well, I've been speaking English all my life. <laughs> I think I'm qualified. It, it really is the only requirement. And, I'm, and I don't mean to make light of it, but yeah, that's, you just need the degree and to be able to speak English. <laughs> I'm sorry for people who are trying to become fluent in Japanese to get this job. You don't, you don't need that. I'm sorry. Does it help living there and knowing some basic Japanese, though? Immensely. If you do want to come live here properly and enjoy your time, yes. Okay. You definitely need it for, like, public transportation, I'm guessing. Uh, there are signs in English, but it helps so much to at least come over knowing hiragana and katakana, so you can read. Hiragana and katakana are the phonetic languages of Japan. It's kind of like our alphabet, only symbols. Kanji is kind of multiple meanings in one symbol, but hiragana is sounds. And it's actually quite easy to learn. I took a, uh, Japanese at UF, and they made us learn it in two weeks. So anything's possible, guys. <laughs> it's true. And if you do have to rush it and you can only pick one, I would suggest katakana because they're all foreign words. So if you can sound it out, you'll understand what it means. Yes. Is there a lot of stuff in katakana? Because in South Korea, apparently a lot of stuff in Korean is just English words, but using Korean spelling. There are quite a few things nowadays that are just English words with a Japanese accent. Yeah, like curry, cola, uh, sweaters, things like that. Interesting. So you didn't originally start in Tokyo. How is living in Tokyo different than living in a small town? Um, I would say living in a small town is kind of actually similar to living in America. Oh, yeah? Yeah, mostly because of the commute is different. Everything is much more spread out. 
when you're not in the city. And so you actually do need a car to drive everywhere. And I'd say that was just a huge difference between living in a small town and moving to Tokyo. Uh, I had much more access to everything, and it was very, very nice to have that access, but um, it it was, I don't know. There are even, like, big ABC Mart kind of stores that you can find in the small towns that you can't find in Tokyo, hmm. like alcohol stores, because everyone <laughs> in Japan is an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> is there a community f- for foreign people working in Japan? Have you found that? Um, there definitely are. You can find anything online. I mean, if you want to meet up with anyone, depending on your interests, you can definitely find it through Facebook or through meetup.com um, or anything like that. De- uh, definitely meetup is quite popular. There are a few groups on there. Um, or even through your work. I know Interact hosts different like potlucks and get-togethers for the people that work for them to actually like meet other foreigners living in the city Hmm, that's a good idea yeah because in south korea they have like the itiwan district which is kind of where all the foreigners are shuffled to (laughs) so i'm guessing it's much more spread out in japan it's much more spread out there is no just you go here kind of district okay i really feel like that's because japan has had more access to foreigners over the years than South Korea has. South Korea has, like, just within the last 15 years become popular to people that aren't South Korean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree with that. How is American life different from Japanese life, and are there any weird similarities that you find? There are quite a few differences, I would say, actually. <laughs> it's Like, the basic everyday life is the same. I mean, you get up, you commute, you go to work, you eat dinner, and you go home. But it's, like, the little things that just make the really big difference. Like, the things that you'll buy at the grocery store, your diet's going to be totally different. Um, There is public drinking, so you will see a lot of drunk people. It's like Korea. People will just, there's no, like, open bottle rules or anything like that. Party. Nice. Yeah, all day, every day, <laughs> apparently, in the city. Um, so that's a big one. Um, I would say also another thing is just the way people look here. It's just a very big community-centric culture, and it's very important how you display yourself in that community and to like conform to those standards. Mm-hmm. So I'd say... If you ever visit Tokyo, you will see the army of men with their black suits and their white shirts, and that's all they wear. It's it's quite the uniform, and it's quite impressive to people who've never been here before. Do they, they run down the street with their briefcases in a pack? Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll see them at 8 o'clock at night getting drunk together, throwing up outside the place where they're getting drunk. Cute. That's yeah. quite the herd of mantelope. Yes. Yes. Uh, what are some of your favorite places in Japan? I do like all of the traditional uh, places. I have a video up on my YouTube channel, which I'll just plug right now. It's Devin Jean on YouTube.com. Um, that shows uh, one of my favorite Buddhas in Japan. It's actually the biggest Buddha in Japan. It's like 120 meters tall and that was really impressive to me, and it's not as popular as it should be. Is it in Karmakura? 
No, that is a different one. Different But one. that one is also cool. That I just remember, because I went to Japan a long time ago when I was a teenager, and I remember the gigantic sandals for the Buddha. <laughs> yes, they have those. Yeah. Yeah, I watch I watched some of Devin's videos on our YouTube channel. I actually watched that one because I saw that your family was in it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, you should uh, go follow Devin or subscribe to Devin on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Plug me right there. Um, but yes, I would say definitely the traditional things, but also because I am an anime person, and I like cosplay, and I like all of the things related to that. My favorite place is actually Ikebukuro, which people would think I would say Akihabara, but it's Ikebukuro. Um, and if you've seen the anime Duradara, you'll know exactly the part of Tokyo I'm talking about. Have either of you seen that? No. No. So it got popular, but it's a section of Tokyo, and it has a lot of anime stores and it has a lot of like niche stores and like really cute cafes. Like they have like a star themed cafe where you can just get parfaits that are like have star cookies and cakes in them and things like that. And it's just adorable. And it's very, I don't know, it's got a warm fuzzy feeling when you go there. So I'm definitely going to take you when you come visit. Yay! I was just about to be like, we're going there, right? <laughs> we're, we're going there. <laughs> and there's even like a cake buffet. Yes! Oh. <laughs> so good. We love cake. <laughs> All you can eat for an hour and a half. Oh my God. There's a time limit? <laughs> well, you can't actually live there. Emily just got sad. <laughs> so yeah, those are definitely things I recommend. So, if someone was gonna visit Tokyo, like perhaps Rachel and I, what is <laughs> the one thing that we must do? Okay, I thought about this, and there are three things that I decided that you must do, depending on like what your preference is. So if you want to go shopping, you have to go to Harajuku. And I know you've been there, Emily. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's just like a candy land for crazy things, essentially. Yeah. All I remember from it mostly, though, is there was a guy in, like, a mascot suit trying to get people to donate blood, and he was, like, <laughs> up in my face, and I didn't know how to say, please go away. <laughs> So, you punch him in the face. That kind of <laughs> so maybe Harajuku is different now. <laughs> um, well, I haven't seen him, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely recommend them. Uh, that main street, uh, Takashita Dori. Mm -hmm. It's crowded, so don't go during the weekend. Definitely go during a weekday uh, when everyone's at work. But yeah, it's really cute and fun. Uh, after that, I would say definitely go to Asakusa if you want to hit all of the traditional things. They have that temple with big shoes. Nice. Yes, and they have very good food and good souvenir shopping. And I totally recommend there. It's It's got a great vibe to it, and it's definitely awe-inspiring. 
Uh, it's very touristy, but I mean, there's a reason it's touristy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to be tourists, so. <laughs> exactly. And it's okay to be touristy, I think. It's totally okay. Should we bring our Hawaiian shirts? <laughs> that, that might be a little much. <laughs> um, the last place, of course, is Akihabara. Um, even if it's not as good as Ikebukuro, it's just something you need to see. Visually, it's just more appealing. There's just giant story high posters of the current anime. <laughs> Five story high posters and things like that. There's maid cafes there, right? There are maid cafes. There is an owl cafe that we can go to. Ooh. Owls? Owls. There's ah. even a hawk in it. And we want to hold a hawk. Oh, well, you know, ah. it's hard to not look majestic holding a hawk. <laughs> in I a cafe. I cute little owls. I was hoping we could go to a bara cafe. Emily, don't crush my dream. <laughs> We're going to tiny. Little feathered owls are so cute. Well, we're going to be there for multiple days. Uh... There are so many different kinds of cafes. I feel like if you think of an animal, it's probably in a cafe here. I bet you could go on like a cafe tour. You That's... probably could. That is what I want. Can we do that? That's what I want. Can we just eat 24-7? <laughs> Isn't that what I'm... we're going to be doing? That's my plan <laughs> I totally approve. Awesome. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to plug or let people know about? I would just say, when if you do want to come over here and you do want to teach and you do want to try and get into Tokyo, it is all bright and shiny when you get here. It is going to be stars in your eyes and just, ooh, look at this sushi that I can buy at the convenience store kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wonderful, and it is, but it is also real life. It is a real job. It is real struggle trying to communicate with people um, and find your way around and do all the things that you will take for granted that you can't suddenly not do, like go to the post office will be a challenge. But in spite of all of that, it is most definitely worth it, and I totally recommend going for it for applying for these jobs if you have that desire, if you have been thinking about it. I can't recommend it enough. It's been very much a life-changing experience. And yeah, you should you should definitely do it. And go watch my videos and subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> DevinGeneYouTube.com Yes. Okay, thank you so much for talking with us. We hope everyone liked this interview. If you do, do you want us to do more of them? Just let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Gmail, Soulmates Podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Goodbye. See ya. Bye.